Well, welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. I'm your host, Irv Rish. And the last time we got together, we finished up on Chapter 2 of First uh, Peter, his uh, first epistle. And uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, the next chapter. We're going to be looking at Chapter 3, uh, and this will be Part 1. So with that said, let us just do a quick review here and uh, get into our chapter here. Now in the previous chapter, uh, the Apostle Peter gave us instructions on how to be good employees and honor the Lord at our our work and our work conduct. Uh, Now he turns to the family relationship and what he wrote under the uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit is quite contrary to human nature and the way of this world. And truly, we're going to find this throughout all the scripture that it's this way. In no sphere of human uh, uh, interaction does Satan have more success in undermining the people of God than in the family relationships. And that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. As part of the curse, the Lord told uh, uh, Adam that his wife would desire to absurd his place. In the United States, many families were under the influence of that scripture, even if they did not have personal faith, and there was at least a pretense of godly order accepted in society. Since the sexual revolution, of the 1960s, however, there has been open warfare on godly order in the man-woman relationship because of the fall, self-willed act in all of us. Men or women, or both men and women, must walk in the spirit in order to swim against the downward current of this world. You know, life is hard, and it's like a salmon trying to swim upstream. Seems like we're going against the current of the world. And I agree with Keith on this. In the same way, your wives be subject to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won over without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your pure and respectable, uh, re- respectful behavior. You know, the world calls this concept uh, partiality and deems it to need to be overthrown. It is, the argue, it is argued that the, uh, this demeans women and diminishes their worth. Satan whispered, God is only saying that because he doesn't want you to be your very best. Follow my example and you will find freedom and value. What a lie, isn't it? There are preponderances of scripture that teach the same thing as what we have here. But Peter adds something to the details. When a woman obeys God and subjects herself to her husband, she may very well lead him to the Lord if he has not, if he is not a believer. 
You know, the Christian woman may think, I am a Christian and my husband is not, so there is no reason that I should subject myself to his leading. No, says our Lord, do it my way and you will win his soul. Well, the scripture goes on and tells the woman, your adornment must not be merely uh, the external braiding of hair, wearing of gold, jewelry, or putting on apparel, but it should be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable qualities of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. Beautiful word. There are sects of Christians who demand that their women adore themselves like the old uh, sack of flour, uh, plain, uninformed, and unattractive, based on this portion. Nothing could be further from the truth. A godly woman will make the effort to be attractive uh, for husbands and someone who will not be ashamed of. Can I back that up from Scripture? I believe so. Revelation 21, verse 2, in the King James Version. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Consider also, please, Isaiah 61.10. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with the robes of righteousness, as a groom puts on a turban, and as a bride adores herself with jewels. Well, so if Peter is not demanding uh, a legalistic uh, tailband style of female dress and gloom, what is he saying? We go back to Proverbs 31 and read that uh, surely uh, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The true beauty that a godly woman will display is her fear of the Lord. That is moral beauty, and it lasts for eternity. You know, men are uh, virtually uh, stimulated by a woman's physical beauty. The world fully understands that, and he, in, in making everyone know uh, that sex sells, the human race spends an enormous amount of time and money on displaying and enhancing natural beauty. But natural beauty is not what is to be put on display among God's people. It distracts from Christ. In fact, a woman's glorious, a woman's glory is her long hair, and that, according to St. Paul, is to be veiled uh, when speaking to or for God. A woman should ask herself, who am I trying to look great for? Who am I trying to impress? A man should ask himself, 
Am I looking for mere natural beauty, or am I looking for a godly woman? A gentle and quiet spirit is the mark of a godly woman. Well, for in this way the holy woman of former time, who hoped in God, also used to adorn themselves, being subject to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have uh, proved to be her children, if you do what is right, without being uh, frightened by any fear. We know from Scripture that Sarah was a beautiful woman who men were attracted to. Sarah made some mistakes of a romantic nature, but the lasting uh, commendation of the Holy Spirit is that she was a holy woman. Her reverence for her husband and the appearance when she refused, uh, referred to him as my Lord. The fact that there were uh, still physical involvements with each other at an old age is proof of how deep love they shared. Perhaps we can better understand the scriptures teaching on this subject if we grasp that a woman is to be subject or is to subject herself to her husband's tender care and provision for her rather than thinking of it as a forced dominion or domination. In our next study, we'll see the instructions for a godly man in relations to his wife. So women, I hope you just take this to heart that uh, God wants you to be a godly woman if you're truly a Christian. I have a godly wife, and uh, she shows Christ in her life, and she listens to me. Oh, yeah, she has her opinions, but I respect her opinions, too, and I really take them into consideration when we make choices, but I still am the head of the house because God has put me there, not because there's anything special about me, so I I honor my wife, and in our next section, we're going to look more at that. So with that said, let us end our our session today, and we'll end it like we always do. God is out here. You can find him in your Bible. Pick it up and read it. Hope you enjoyed our lesson today. God bless. Bye for now.